gonna turn it up just a little bit more. Right about there, let's go. Let's get it. Be sure on your way in, smash the like button. Cover to the like button, right? Like Trayvon Diggs would do. Let's get it. Appreciate all. And I mean absolutely all other subscribers. Appreciate you guys for help rocking the nation. We're going to talk about Cowboys, Beasts in the East. Dalton Schultz, pay date conversation that rules the nation. Cowboys also. Brand new partnership deals. I should have put that in the title. We're going to do Q&A as well. Y'all know how this thing rocks. Appreciate everybody. Let's go. Thank those who watched the Neville Gallimore film observation. Thank those who also left feedback on that and as well. As the LVE group. Let's get it. Come on. Shout out to the YouTube for always bringing in new spices. For the algorithm. Shout out to you. Austin Garcia, appreciate you say next in the house. Let's go. Turn me up. Like a law nation party, hey, ho, Lego, Lego. <laughs> Let's go, everybody. Appreciate everybody for jumping in. Uh, there will be no final word tonight, but there will be some information for the nation for right now about Dalton Schultz. Of course, you guys heard of uh, Michael Gelkin to come out and said basically, uh, basically, and I'm paraphrasing that they are expecting to to allow Dalton Schultz to play this year, this year on that franchise tag. But we do know how news float around in the Cowboys world. There will always be the deadline make deal situation and scenario. And speaking of that Cowboy Nation, we just got to be honest and real with ourselves that Prescott played on the tag, right? And Law played on the tag, right? And the only person who kind of escaped from that reality of the tag was Ezekiel Elijah Elliott. And one can argue if it's a, a situation far as money, the money aspect of it, and you start to look at it like, okay, uh, real, real talk, Law won the battle against the Jones, right? E 
Ezekiel won the battle against the Jones. If if you're talking about the money aspect of it, and of course, Dak Prescott won that battle, and and it shouldn't be like that. But that's just how this thing rocked. That's how it flows, Cowboy Nation. Unfortunately, that's how it rocks. So, uh, the Cowboys beast in the East, and we'll go over that. And of course, Dalton Schultz big payday all right so it, and it will eventually happen shout out to your ultra cowboy thank you for jumping in shout out to all of the notifications squad i normally don't go live at this time but uh hey we here now bring it we ain't going nowhere right what the truth you can't handle Let's the get truth it. cowboy nation really appreciate you guys so before we get into everything shout out to 105.3 the fan we're gonna pull some of the audio to go over this and let me get this set up i should have set this up earlier for our shots but you guys will see uh the video that i was talking about far as my guy naval gallimore the thing is with gallimore his two Best games last season came against the Washington team and as well as the Giants. So if you're trying to use that as a barometer, you know, uh, it would be hard-pressed to do such, right? But but neither here nor there, Cowboy Nation, it is a situation whereas we will have to say to ourselves, is this what the Cowboys really want to do, collectively speaking, is to lay upon and fall upon Gallimore. Now, that was a good play. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> These guys play in the National Football League. Watch how he bulldozed 69 all the way down. He fights right through the chest or what have you. And this was a dog good play. I'm not finna discount that. That was a professional player that he did like that. And two for the price of one. Both of those guys were laid out like family guy. And then when you look over here and you see uh, Gallimore gets in and he put pressure on Allen. Will this be enough tape? He only had 164 snaps, right? And one can argue eight pressures out of those 164. That's that's in one game for Aaron Donald, right? So we got to contextualize all of that. And on top of that, I, I really think that Gallimore will be more of a one-tech versus a three-tech. But neither here nor there. Let's listen to uh, 105.3 The Fan. Dominance has never been this. The difference between statistical dominance and actual dominance has never been this big. By the way, salute to Jerry and Stephen Jones for uh, having the correct way of looking at this Dalton Schultz situation. Morning News has a story up about how he's likely going to have to wait for the big multi-year contract that he wants. Uh, Michael Gelkin writing today that uh, talks would have to take on new life for a deal to get done. The deadline's in 10 days, July 15th. And salute to the Cowboys for standing strong. Um, okay, but the, the stats in this story are just fascinating to me. I want your guys' take on it. We do have the G, G back of the day in three minutes. Let me give them to you. Prescott totaled a 124.1 passer rating on throws targeting Schultz, completing 76 of 97 attempts. That's 78.4%. 797 yards, eight touchdowns, one pick. Yeah. The QB receiver connection was one of 49 across the league to log more than 80 attempts. The only one more efficient was Matt Stafford to Cooper Cup <laughs> at a 127.7. So you heard my take. You know, there's never been a discrepancy bigger than statistical and actual dominance than what you have with Dak and Dalton Schultz. But the numbers are there. It says it's the second best combination in pro football. Zach, where are you at with this? All right, before they go with their details of all of this, first and foremost, Let's not do this. Let, let, let's not say that 
the value added is equal. Let's not do that. Let's not be uh, uh, people that's that's reaching at this point. Let's not do this. Let <laughs> we know that stats can can say some things, and we know that stats can also perform another. Uh, keep in mind the route distribution, right? Far as what Cooper Cup ran versus what Dalton Schultz ran, and then on top of that, think of it: if I'm a defensive coordinator. I'm looking at the game plan, and I'm sitting there saying, "Hey, if two can beat us, let them beat us, right? If two can, be, if if I meant to say, if Schultz can beat us, let them beat us. Basically, that's the reality of it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm going to make sure that we roll coverage, the best safety over the top on Cooper on Cooper's side." And then on top of that, I'm getting my best, my hands down, best second defensive back on the team to to funnel, to cover, to bracket if possible, C.D. Lamb. Everyone else, hey, y- y- y'all can beat me however you want. You can try to beat me however you want. I don't give a care if he catch 30 passes in one game. That is what they did with Dalton Schultz. But when you think about it and you look at Cooper Cup situation, 145 receptions, 189 targets. That's first. There's no one who had more targets than Cooper Cup. Excuse me. Let me say it again. There's no one that had more targets than Cooper Cup. There's no one that had more receptions than Cooper Cup. There's no one last season that had more reception yards or receiving yards, 1,947. Cooper Cup. There's nobody who had more touchdowns than Cooper Cup. And all I seen what the LA Rams do for that particular team is said, hey, we, we need to put more and more weapons around you, Cooper Cup. We need to go out there and grab a Odell Beckham, who I truly believe they won't even have a Super Bowl ring if Odell Beckham didn't play in that Super Bowl. If you guys go back and watch the first half of that game, Odell was eating before he tore his ACL. But I get it. Some people don't watch football like that, and they casually watch, and they say, well, Cooper Cup did everything. No. Right? They made that acquisition, that trade, or what have you, or that pickup because he was on the streets before Robert Woods got even hurt. That year earlier, part of that year, was it Deshaun, um, what's his name, Jackson? They had him because they wanted they wanted to do this for Cooper Cup, make it easier, not make it more difficult. Van Jefferson numbers for the casual fans of Cowboys wouldn't even think that he had better numbers. Better numbers. Look, his numbers were very, very close to Amari Cooper's. Let that sizzle down in your mind. Let that sink in as far as yardage. And he had six touchdowns. We talking about their third option. And I ain't finna talk about their tight end at this point. Look, I get it. People will look at Dalton Schultz stats or whatever he had out there and say, man, we think the world of Dalton Schultz, right? The 78 receptions, the 808 yards, right? The eight tubs, right? Those are good things. And the passer rating when targeted was 122. I get all what they're saying, but he ain't no Cooper Cup. He's not. 
He is a guy that's going to run five, six yards, turn, and he's going to see the ball. He is the safety release valve for the Dallas Cowboys, right? And it's not his fault. Like him seeking the type of money that he's seeking, Cowboy Nation, it's not his fault. We will all do the same. If we present the numbers, right, and we present the production that he exhibit, regardless of how he got there, shoot, we're going to be like, nah, dog. You got to pay me, me. And then especially in Joku, I don't give a dog what the market say. But if I'm dog to show, so I'm looking at it like, nah, man, shoot. My, ever since I've been playing in the National Football League, my numbers, my stats, my accolades been better than that kid over there. You're going to have to pay me, me. And especially since you slapped the franchise tag on, people fail to realize the word franchise and tag, meaning that you are their franchise. You see, the Cowboys, see, it, should, it should just be called tag. But the Cowboys slap, let me pick the slap sound, <laughs> you know, and that's the reality of it. They slapped the franchise tag on him, meaning that, hey, you better be prepared to pay this kid north of what the franchise tag is. There's no one who gets slapped the franchise tag. And when you do the, when you do the negotiation, you get paid what said franchise tag is. The franchise tag is now the base, baby. You don't <laughs> slap the franchise tag on them and then try to negotiate the salary lower. You don't do that. So that is math 101. That's business class 101. And who am I? To tell the Cowboys on how to operate and do business. They made more money than I can count and say, you know. <laughs> but the reality of it, the reality of it is those are the facts, though. <sighs> Let me listen to more of the audio. Uh, I, look, I think it's high percentage types of throws and catches that you have there yeah. from Dak Prescott to Dalton Schultz. It's not a surprise that those numbers are high. I mean, it's it's what, within a five to eight yard box? Yeah. That you're having these pitch and catch? I mean, it should be a, a high volume of, of one. It's a beautiful way to throw the ball. Right. Big facts. Yeah. I mean, it, it's basically we're going to throw it over the middle, we're going to throw it into the flat, and all right, boom, there's an easy five yards for you. It's a, it's a Dak and Dunk type of offense there with Dalton Schultz. He's a safety valve. Yeah. And you need that to help just matriculate the ball down the field for you. And there's a role for that Dalton Schultz in this offense, no doubt about it. But it also is why the Cowboys are playing this the way they are. Right. Because they know that that is a role that we can fill with a guy like Jake Ferguson, who we just drafted. We're going to develop him this year. And then he can fill that that role next year. And we're not going to pay this dude $15 million a year, which he's seeking. And somebody else can go and get that. So we, there was an article last week, I think CBS Sports had it, where who's the most overvalued player on every team? Dalton Schultz was that guy for the Cowboys. <laughs> so why would you do the kid like that? Why would you slap the $10.9 million franchise tag on him and expecting him to sign a deal for 11 or 12? <laughs> There's the, it don't work that way. You had to be comfortable enough to say to yourself, okay, if I'm going to slap the franchise tag on him, then uh, I got to be willing to 
we work the market or to pay him or to pay him to reset the market, especially when his stats were better than Dallas Godard, who's making 13 or close to 14 million. Right. Mark Andrews. Now, his stats wasn't better than his. But Dalton Schultz can literally say from a stat based aspect. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and then there's me far as my stat line. And if you want to stretch it for the last two seasons and add both, he's second. He's right behind Travis Kelsey. That's the craziest thing. If you combine the two years, but there's the problem. I truly believe in 10 days, right? It will be, uh, well, we got 10 days that there, there will be some type of breaking news. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? That the Cowboys either are going to pay this man or we're going to hear what Michael Gelkin is saying in his article about the Cowboys are expecting him to play on that franchise tag for a prove-it deal. Let's, let's listen to more what these guys got to say. Okay, I was just curious because, Brian, if he's as good as Cooper Cup, I think we're making a mistake here. we got to get a deal for him. <laughs> you know he's not. Well, okay, if you, if, to me, the way the usage is perfect for Dalton Schultz. Seam routes, crossing routes, yeah. waggles, boots, things where he's running the opposite direction of where the – you know, the defense is going. Maybe a good rub route from time to time, Walt Chuck. It's a personal favorite of yours. It's a fun yeah. one. And it's it's three it yards a, at a time. It can't be four effective. yards at a time. I can list off guys like Dan Arnold and I was uh, trying to have a serious conversation there about scheme and look what you me did. too. I was talking about the rub route. I'm That's like a staple the, in any good it, offense. Yeah. I'm throwing off my damn game. <laughs> I'm I'm embarrassed. It's the yards for it's the yards for target for me for, with Dalton Schultz that is a little bit difficult. It's like ten point four. Ten point four yards per target, which is not it does not stack up very well when you look at some other guys across the league. Um, all the guys that are really stretching the field, 13 yards at a time, 14 yards at a time, 10 yards, that's what it is. It's the security blanket. It's easy to skew the numbers on, okay, the quarterback rating was good there because they completed so many, so high, highly efficient. Oh, my gosh, the completion percentage. Look at this. And it's 4, 8, 9, 10 yards. And then Goddard and Kelsey and Waller, Kittle, they're going 15, 16 yards a pop, and let's do this thing for real. Mm, yeah, that was their point there. Uh, good good throw by Dak Prescott to Schultz on that one. Uh, shout out to Ultra Cowboy. He says, Dak loves Schultz, so it's hard for me to believe he does not resign with the Cowboys. Now, granted, you know, the Cowboys got him under this one deal, one-year deal, because it's the franchise tag, and he signed a $10.9 million franchise tag. Now, in order now, – now, here's the craziest thing, Ultra Cowboy – in order for shows to go elsewhere, there would have been a team that would have been willing to reset the market for him. And that is what he's seeking on the open market, basically. I, I don't see if he going through all of this fuss to get south of what David Njoku got. If you look at Njoku's uh, APY, it's way up there. I wish I had the uh, the visual chart that I had 
before. Uh, I don't know what I did with it. But I, I can tell you, I can tell you straight up that the Cowboys should have let him test the open market. Oh, let me see. I got it right here. Let me see. Bow. Okay, I do got it. Okay, so Njoku is $3.6 million, right? Mark Andrews, we talked about this before, $14 million. Godard is 14.2, Kelsey is 14.3, and Kittles is 15 million, right? So what the Cowboys did, they slapped a franchise tag on him that immediately gave him a base of 10.9 million dollars. And what the Cowboys should have done is allow him to test the open market. And if any team is willing to pay him, more than George Kittle or more than Travis Kelsey or more than Dallas Godard, then you say, hey, go ahead. We love you, uh, Schultz, man. We couldn't keep you. And then if he balls out, at least you get a third-round draft pick for comps, right? That play, my friend, would have been a better one. You would have still had drafted a, a tight end, Jake Ferguson. And I'm, I'm not saying that Jake Ferguson – is Dalton Schultz, or you could have at least went out before um, the other guys like the Hayden Hurses of the world. I think O.J. Howard was available and scooped them up for three to four million. That would have been a whole lot different versus paying this man fifteen to fourteen to to maybe sixteen to seventeen million dollars is what he's seeking. I don't see. I don't see Schultz. And I can't count his money, and I'm not saying that the Cowboys should play hardball with this guy and, and, and nail him to the cross for this. But I just don't see on the open market that a team look at Schultz and say, you know what, I'm going to give him $16 million, right? So even if the Cowboys allowed him to test the open market and he come back and say, well, there's no deal out there available for me, then the Cowboys could have scooped him up for eight to nine million dollars with conditions and things like that. But <laughs> I'm I'm just an analyst, man, at my day job, man. I'm not a a a, a guy that deal with football contracts, but I can tell you I deal with a lot of numbers. And these numbers here just don't crack out to say that on the open market, this shows we got sixteen to seventeen million. Now, if a team did do that, then you still, you still in the you still in the gray spot because the gray spot would be that okay, well, you can either match it now, right, or you could look back and say, well, ball out, Schultz, we assigned the last order, we we have the last jersey for you over here signing, we'll frame it, put it on the wall somewhere. And we, we, we hope to get a third-round compensatory pick from you, right? That, my friend, would have been an option. Uh, J.L. Daisy Cowboys aren't that smart, law. <laughs> yeah, so, my friends, that is exactly what's my same battle fight for, believe it or not, Dak Prescott, and as well as for... Demarcus Lawrence, I, I, I keep the same stance that if you fickle to with Dak Prescott, let him test the open market. And I think that the Cowboys were, <laughs> were not that foolish to allow him to test the open market. I recall that the Colts 
the coach came out and they said that they the coach came out and they said that they were willing to pay uh, thirty five to thirty seven million dollars for Dak pay, Dak Prescott APY. So it is what it is, Cowboy Nation. Um, let me see. I got some audio, but let me see if someone's waiting over here. Okay, all right. Let, bear with me, Coach Marv. Let me let me start off with um, the beast in the east. You know what? I'm gonna let Coach Marv come on in. Uh, Coach, you're you are now live. What's going on, Law Man? None to it. You, you know, it's great that you're talking about this this show staying in it all because of the, of the franchise tag. Yeah. We, you know, when you don't use a tag like that for where it's particularly was put out there in the collective bargaining agreement to franchise franchise players, not uh, players that's okay or good. Mm-hmm. And when you use it that, then you have a tendency then to set a market for a player, you set the market for him. You, you said it, yeah. Find out what the market is. <laughs> right. You set the market for him, and when you set the market for him, now you can't re- you can't go back because you have already set the market of where you're gonna go from there up. Mm-hmm. But this is this is a non-issue, Cowboy fan. Okay. Let me give you the, the scenarios here. One is Schultz happy. Because he's getting gonna get paid ten point nine million dollars this year, where he's probably been on a, a rookie contract to probably pay him two million dollars in four years. Mm, I don't no, think he he's happy. <laughs> he's, he's got to be happy. He's, he's probably done triple, <laughs> probably triple what he done made in the last four years with the Cowboys on this in this one year. Mm, it don't appear. Was, it don't uh, appears that he's happy though, Coach. Uh, I think that he's disgruntled okay, well, about listen, it. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about this. Well, we well just talking about the the money. Now he mm-hmm. may not be looking for. He might not be happy for a long run, but he is going to yeah. be happy with cashing those checks oh, yeah. every Tuesday mm-hmm. or those direct deposits because he hadn't seen direct deposits like that in his whole career, in probably his whole yeah. life. Right. Okay. Right. 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 Two. Two. If he plays well. If he balls out, Cowboys, Cowboys fans, <laughs> yeah. he ain't going nowhere. They're going to sign him anyway. Yeah, the, the price of the bag going to go up, too. <laughs> Listen, if the price of the bag goes up, that that's just how it is. And if he plays well, it, it, it goes up because he really has even went to another level yeah, and true. you paid the price. Well, coach, okay. let, let let me do let me do this uh, for context. D. Law was willing to play for to play for literally fourteen million, right? They franchise tag him that first time. It was like right at thirteen, right? That was the average salary, and he balled out. And in between that time frame, your guy uh, Khalil Mack got a, the the world's biggest contract for from Chicago. And it jumped up to twenty one, I believe twenty to twenty one million dollars. And that's the difference of waiting out a year, right? So who who yeah, won on that? He bet on himself because he didn't want to bet I on mean, himself, what, but the what, Cowboys said prove it. This is what this is what I'm trying to get you to understand, Law. And I and, and this may be just this crazy. Mm-hmm. But fans, me, you, Cowboy right. Nation. We shouldn't even care who won. 
Oh, I talk. I see what you're saying. You're talking about <laughs> as it relates to the money. Well, we, well if, if they yeah. lost out, because we are programmed, Stephen Jones is programmed us to think if somebody won on the, on the contract, oh, now we can't get it. No, and we all know that that is it, that's that's crazy because if you're able to put signing bonus money up front, right, you're able to manipulate the cap. Now, right. this is a this is a theory. And I have said this theory mm-hmm. on a couple of shows, and I, I, I'm I'm just shooting this theory. And in law, I do mm-hmm. work in you know my my current position, and my, I went to where I graduated in. I I work in accounting. Okay, right? great, great. So great, I great. I have been saying this about the Cowboys this year. Mm-hmm. People, Cowboys are not gonna go out there and sign nobody. Right, that they can get them all under cap and can bring them in a low cap number. They're not writing no ten, twenty, fifteen million dollar checks this year. Mm. Off the top, big facts. They spent a hundred and some million dollars in in in, in, in cash out bonuses last year when they signed back to that sixty six and then turn around and gave them seventy six million in three months and they did some more money. There this year. They got a cap, an uh, internal cap of right. saying we're not writing out no big time checks. Now we might pay them during the year, but we're not writing big bonuses out because if we wanted to write big bonuses out. They could have got uh, Wagner and got just as many free agents as anybody and still had fifteen million dollars on the cap. But all they had to do is write <laughs> out these big bonuses up front and spread that that bonuses out, and you could cut the cap number down. That's what the Rams did. The Rams probably gonna pay over a hundred million dollars in signing bonus this year to get these these salaries in line mm-hmm. so they can fill in the cap. The Cowboys, if you look at everybody we signed this year, every free agent contract we did, even when we were trying to sign Gregory, there was no upfront money in his contract. Yeah, but he have all of They're those stipulations big, on it. Big yeah. dollar checks. This year. Now that might happen next year, yeah, but yeah. that is not in the budget for this year because you can get under cap if you want to write big checks. Yeah, Joku, I, I remember. Yeah, cap number number three million dollars. Yeah, I remember you. You sent me that information on in Joku, and you was they're like, not yeah, writing big yeah. checks. Look at it all. Yeah, it was all it was through the whole all the operations this year. They they want to sign people to if they offer you five million they're trying to do five million two year deal they're yeah. not saying okay we want you to have a five million dollar hit but we'll give you fifteen million dollars up front do a four year contract where yes you have a five million dollar hit on the cap mm-hmm. but you go get big money up front we're gonna pay you we're gonna pay it up front they're not writing big checks yeah. this year now that that could be a business decision. That you saying we're not writing a hundred million dollars every year like we did last year in mm-hmm. checks right off the rip to give the people, and we're not doing that consecutive years. That's that's how you become billionaires. You don't continue to do the same thing over and over again. So that's what I'm saying about Schultz. If Schultz plays well, yeah, he will be back. I think Schultz. They, they're gonna let him play on the tag. Let him play on the tag, you because you already made the mistake as cowboy organization. Let's not try to uh, try to clear up their mistake. They know they made a mistake when they signed that franchise tag for Dalton Schultz. 
because if they didn't feel that they made a mistake with this, they would have already assigned him to a contract. They would have been got him a long-term deal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, unless they if, try if, to if, squeeze, if, if, if unless they try to time. squeeze it down to something that that's that that's lower than than Joku's, maybe that's the pushback. Uh, that's the only way I can did, look at did, it. Did no Joku get signed for a franchise thing? He got he got yes, the he tag did. on him, and then he got the uh, APY of thir- oh. thir- thirteen point six mil. Okay, yeah, I, and yeah. I did. A, I think yeah, I you sent me. You sent, yeah, yeah, you sent me a breakdown. Yeah, if you yeah. Do, if you look at that breakdown, that contract. Yeah. If if Dallas just want to sign that, I'll be fine. Don't believe the APRs. Yeah, is, is yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. that contract in two years. All, all, of, all of the APY is fluff. Yeah, it's fluff, fluff. Yeah, but, but 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 the agents but the got egos too, though. The agents they saying, man, man, my client because I got others that's and they it, and they, they, they got big egos, man. But let me say this right now. Let me say this right quick. Uh-huh. They signed him to a franchise tag. Right. For Cleveland. For Joku. Yeah. They believed in him because he had a great season the year, yep. a good season the year before. And yep. they felt they had a quarterback now. And they believed in him. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we believe in him. I'm not saying nobody else believed in him or whatever. But they showed that they believed in him because they signed him in a franchise tag mm-hmm. and they went here and got him a long-term deal. Yeah, yeah, and and, and we she... did not believe in Schultz, <laughs> so we did a dumb move by signing him to a franchise tag <laughs> that we did not believe that we were going to sign. So somebody did a knee jerk reaction and signed a franchise tag. Let's do the franchise tag. You only do that for players that you really believe in because you know you're going to go ahead and sign them to a contract. You just just saying, hey, this is going to be done before anybody else gets done because we believe it. But let me you ask you this, Coach. You don't sign these franchise tags yeah. like we've been doing. You, you don't do that. But, but, but also, Coach, let me ask you this, though. Right now we, we're, we're complaining about the $23 million that we got in reserve, right? All right, we're just sitting on the table. Twenty three million. And we have more when we signed. Uh, we uh, have uh, more when we signed. Uh, yeah, we had thirty three. Look, don't you know we would have yeah. thirty three? They probably look. The Cowboys literally said, "You know what? We will put the ten point nine on him, so that we can at least say, you know, we don't have any money to pay other people or to bring in other people that would take away." We were sacrificed to 10 so we can at least keep to 20. So that's exactly what I see because there's no way. There's no way that if they didn't sign Schultz, right, and we're sitting here with $33 million, that this fan base would be all hush-hush. And and I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about they saving this money for next season. That's not how this works. (laughs) Well, they can't can't get the flow. Right. People talk about the cap. Right. They talk about the cap, but there is a floor in the in the collective bargaining agreement. You can't go. Everybody got to have at least a certain amount of salary, so they're gonna try to play around with that. But this this is you know Cooper. You tell me we were talking about Cooper. Cooper Cup or this Cooper? Cooper. Tells you Cowboys. Mark man. Cooper or Cooper Cup? About money. You talking about Mark? They went about money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, didn't, they went about <laughs> money. They didn't. They didn't want Cooper on this football team. Yeah. It, and and this and, and the caller, I mean the the person who sent the thing in there saying. Man, they ain't gonna get rid of Schultz because uh uh Dak likes Schultz. He loves Lyle Collins. Where Lyle Collins at? He gone, dog. 
Oh, yeah, my, that was his oh, boy. He went to oh, court for him. Yeah, testify. <laughs> so, yeah. That's right. So he go. So this was not about, they didn't get rid of Cooper because of money. This was mm-hmm. not a move because of money. If they right. signed Schultz to a long-term deal, he's not even going to have a $10 million hit on the cap this year. It might go all the way down to 4 or $5 million. Yep. He, so they're going to have even more money. <laughs> they might have, before the season starts, they might have $30 million under cap. Put it like this, Coach. This would, if, if you are a fan of the Cowboys, you would prefer, you prefer the Cowboys to come out with an agreement for Schultz for a long-term deal versus him playing that one year because that 10.9 is going to hit and he can't spread it out because if you spread this long-term deal out, the the, the money is going to increase by the year 2024 anyhow. You might not even feel it. I I, I will. Ref- I know this in law, and I've said this about the Cowboys, yeah. and I know you said you know things are different now. You know, Let me tell yeah. you something. Once you play in Cowboy land – and you play well, <laughs> they're going to take C4 to blow you up and get you out of there. Yo, true that. There's too much money, too much stuff for future careers. You can't tell me ages. You got guys that played for the Cowboys that have moved back to Dallas after mm-hmm. they went on, and they were just backups because when you were associated with the star, and this is not talking as a Cowboy fan, this is just everybody in the league knows this. Mm-hmm. You don't want to leave Dallas. Now, yeah. you probably could play hardball. Schultz is not going anywhere. Yes, it may cost us more, but it's going to cost us more in a way where they can restructure it and it still be the same type of cap hit. But yeah. if he plays well, right? And let's mm-hmm. say this is hypothetical. I'm let you go on. Hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's say Schultz plays well. This Cowboy team has a great season. Mm-hmm. We go ahead and win the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hold up now. Let's go. Say now. He go plays ahead. well. We win the Super Bowl. <laughs> then we start signing this people stuff, right? You think Schultz going to ask for the top of the line tight end money? Man. He, you, you would say yes, right? Man. Because if you have a great year, you would say yes. Man, he can ask for it. But what if they say? <laughs> go ahead. Hold up now. <laughs> but what if they Super say? Bowl, right? Go ahead. He got Super Bowl ring, but they're gonna say, "Nah, Schultz, we won't give you about fourteen million APR. Maybe down in temp, you know, maybe make you a top five tight end, but nowhere close to the top." You think mm-hmm. Schultz gonna say, "I'm going to run to go somewhere to with money"? No, he ain't gonna take that. Wait, look, look, Cowboys. Because he don't the gift they're gonna keep giving. Yeah. Because if he don't take it long, guess what? All those tight ends you said signed with a one year contract. Mm-hmm. They'll be waiting at the doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Hey, hey, Coach, man, I, I appreciate you, you so one much. Man. Uh, <laughs> They'll be waiting at the doorstep, Law. you so right. We, we in the win situation, Cowboy fans. If he plays well, we can replace him with another guy that's going to come in here and say, man, that guy's man, he ain't signed that, man. They use their tight ends well over there. Those same guys you said one year contract, they do well, they ain't on no contract, they'll come over to Dallas in a heartbeat. No doubt. You 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 spitting the truth over here, man. Coach, I always appreciate you when you call in with man, your wisdom and understanding he, of the game. Keep putting the word out there, Law, man. You're doing great shows, man. You're doing great shows. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, my man.
It's Coach Marv, ladies and gentlemen. It's Coach Marv. Uh, he's right on the money. He's right on the money with it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Sugar Daddy One says Blake Jarwin's injury really complicated things for us. Yeah, it really did. You know, uh, it really did. All right, for those who call it in, let me kick off this other segment, and then I'm going to let you guys jump in. I really appreciate everyone, so hold tight, uh, uh, people that's in the call line. Just give me one sec. I got to open this up right quick because I, I got to slap somebody, right? And give a pre-slap. <laughs> Focus agrees. They backed up the running back's take. They ranked the Eagles roster last week. He thinks Philly is an all-star team after their off-season of new acquisitions. Pro Football Focus agrees. They backed up the running back's take. They ranked the Eagles roster seventh overall, by far the highest out of any team in the NFC East. Skip, I hate to tell you, your Cowboys did not come in until 16. I know that probably doesn't shock you because you've been saying all off-season that the Eagles have been gaining ground on your Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Shannon, let's let you jump in here first mm-hmm. on a scale of 1 to 10. How big of a threat truly are the Eagles to Skip's Cowboys? A 2. Mm-hmm. Skip, and I will concede this to you. They have a very nice roster. I like the A.J. Brown acquisition. Ah, ah, I like ah. pairing him with Devontae Smith. I like Dallas Goddard. I like the rebuilt offensive line that if they can stay healthy. Great, tremendous. Kelsey comes back. Lane Johnson, the left tackle, uh, mm-hmm. played tremendous last year. Miles My, Sanders. Yeah. Skip, I, I like what they have offensively. They built some. They built a nice roster, but you know it doesn't matter because Cleveland had a nice roster for years. Mm-hmm. And what is the most important position? Skip Bayless has beat me over my head for six years. That, Shannon, if you don't have a quarterback, it does not matter how good or complete your roster is. And I think that is the deficiency of this Eagles football team. I think because the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts, I don't care about the roster with the Eagles. Ooh! (laughs) Hey, S.A. Sharp, baby! All right, man, from the 903, you're live, you're live. Hello. Hello, yellow, yellow, hello. From the other 903, because we had two in the house. This, is this Jessica? Is this Lady Jessica? Hey, Lyle. Hey, yep. 903 representing. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Nothing Long to time. Oh, Long yeah. Time. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been a minute. How you been doing? How you? Ha- Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been great. It's our church uh, 50th anniversary, Jubilee year. So mm-hmm. homecoming, revival, mm-hmm. and now we get ready to go to our holy convocation, yeah. July 18th through the 30th. Okay. But anyway... Okay. I'm right. just in church. <laughs> okay, nothing wrong with that, you know. The Lord, you know, he, he's the reason why we're here. So what you have on the Cowboys, this is open conversation, open topic. You, you can talk about anything or everything you want to talk about. Uh, I'm just looking forward for them to just shut up everybody, all the doubters, mm-hmm. all the haters, mm-hmm. all of that. 
Don't have time for the negativity. I don't yeah. have time for the negative talk. Every year it's the same old thing and all this cap talk, cap right, face. Right, People right. such thing is all of that. Yeah. Money is money. These folks got more money than you you could uh, blow, uh, blow at, smoke at, or whatever these people, however they say it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but the love of money is the root of all evil for everything. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have who we're going to have, and we're going to get who we're going to get. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking forward for a great year. I mean, the season ain't got started yet. Have they went to uh, the camp yet? Camp going on? Haven't even did camp yet, like full, full camp. Uh, and uh-huh. folks always downing them and talking crazy. Get up off Dak. I mean, because yeah, people yeah. please. Dak, like somebody posted, Dak is the only quarterback that's still here. All the rest of them that got cut or done went to another team, starting mm-hmm. all over at, somewhere else. Yeah. And y'all yeah. sitting up here talking. We still got our quarterback. Y'all still talking about this man. This man went down and came back, and he still came back mm-hmm. and fight, fought with mm-hmm. all he could. It, it, the team consists of more than just the quarterback. It's going to take everybody on that team, from the receivers, the wide receivers, the linemen, O-linemen, the defensive linemen, everybody on the team that plays to get paid, even those on the special team, which are rotating in if something happened to one of the regular players. Y'all need to stop all this foolishness, talking about this ain't this and this ain't that. He ain't going to do nothing. And when Dak and the team go win that Super Bowl, I don't want to see none of you talking about, oh, that's my yeah, quarterback. No, yeah. <laughs> you say he's one of your quarterback. We need hey, to get Jessica, rid of him. Let them, Jessica, stuff. let them know that Dak Prescott record is 25-6 and six versus the NFC East. Did you know that? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think the Redskins, the, the, oh, they're not the Redskins no more. <laughs> they the Washington Commando. 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 Anyway, I'm just ready for football season. Uh, I'm tired of hearing about basketball. I mean, I'm sorry. I try to watch basketball, but my passion for basketball left me when Jordan. (laughs) Okay, when Jordan left, we're part of that. See, I was a Chicago Bulls fan and a Dallas Cowboy fan. Uh, That's what our household represented. My uncle, he liked the L.A. Lakers and the – Charles Barkley and them and Shaquille O'Neal and them. At least I did get a chance to meet Mr. Carl Malone when my cousin was in uh, going to training camp back in uh, when we were kids. Okay. So I got a chance to meet him. He even gave me a signed autograph Mm. on paper or whatever, and they laminated for me, and somebody stole it right out of my Bible. Oh, wow. They stole (laughs) it out of your Bible. They I hope, I hope they, I hope they found the word when they were still in. You know, you know, <laughs> it's a thou should not steal, but we gonna say we gonna right. <laughs> we gonna skip over that. But I want Dak and everybody to just come back and ball out. Yeah, Dak yeah. getting the therapy. He done got the therapy he need. Now right. he doing the body mechanics and stuff to get him ready for the off season to prepare him to get ready for the end season. So I'm just looking for Dak and the boys to just come on out and do show everybody, shut everybody up, pretty no much. Doubt. 
I appreciate you so much. And you know how they so say much. the rookies can't uh-huh. do this and mm-hmm. the rookies can't do that. And what did I tell y'all about Michael Parsons? You said what it last year. Jay, Jay, what I appreciate you. He came down and he no, took I'm over. Right. I appreciate you so much <laughs> for calling in and leaving us with your words and your thoughts. Uh, can, you, can I hear how about them Cowboys before you go? How about some cowboys? No, I'm talking about, about them cowboys. That's what I'm talking about. Appreciate you, Lady Jessica. Yeah, yeah. All right, so since we got a, a handful of people in here now, we're going to uh, go into the two-minute drill. So uh, for those who are out there know about the two-minute drill, you got two minutes to speak your mind, right? So uh, the person that's been patiently waiting, I'm going to double back to the 903. I hope you're ready. 903, are you here with us today? Hello? Yes, you're live. Talk to me. Talk to me. What's going on, Ma? Everything is everything. Everything is everything. You good? Yellow? Hello? Yeah, yeah, you're live. You're live. You're live on multiple platforms, man. Talk to me, man. You're live. Hey, Ma, I want to thank you for doing the show. I've been watching for about two years now. Three years, man. That's 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 a good time to follow me, man. That's a long time too. Uh, what you have for this for for the show, man? Talk to me. I don't know. I just want to talk to you. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if they should pay. I don't know if they should pay him or not. I mean, maybe a mistake. Are you talking about Dalton Schultz? Well, we could have a conversation yeah. about that. Should they pay him? Should they not? Now, he's going to get paid regardless of whether or not he catch one ball or no ball this year. He's going to get paid $10.9 million. So that's his base for right now. Now, as far as for the future, there's a whole nother conversation. So uh, I'm with the situation of just go ahead and work out a long-term contract and let's get the ball rolling from there. Pay the yeah. Yep. But um I appreciate you so much, man, for calling in. It's it's a pleasure listening yeah, from I, you. I listen to you. The phone. Yeah, yeah. It's all good, man. You have a, a, a good day and a better tomorrow from the nine oh three. Yeah, 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 yeah. From the nine seven oh you live. Hello? Yeah, you live. Talk to me. Talk to me. Oh, you got me, huh? Yeah. Hey, yeah, what's good? How you doing? How about them <laughs> cowboys? How about them? Hey, I love to see them working out together. Yeah, yeah. You know, with uh, with our quarterback and the receiver and the tight mm-hmm. ends, I mean, you don't see a lot of these other teams doing that. Nah. Or maybe they are. They just ain't covering them. No, they probably not. But I really believe. I believe this is going to tell us these first six games we play, if we win these first two games against Tampa Bay and Cincinnati, right, and we can somehow win all six, which would be against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Is that game in Green Bay? Uh, I think it's Week a home six? game. Yeah. I don't think it's is a home that game. a home or I, in I, Dallas? It could be. I I, I don't even know. <laughs> Somebody help well, us out in the chat. Our first two games yeah. are at home, right? Your first two games at the house, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really telling you, dude, don't. I'm telling you something special could very well. Uh, it's it's at Packers. could very well end up being the MVP. Mm-hmm. I think he really 
I think he's ready. Don't you? Uh, I just feel yeah. something different this year about something. I mean, all, you need the cards to fall just right. Mm-hmm. But right there, yeah, week five. Um, oh, no, yeah, week five at L.A. Yeah. I thought we had Green Bay in there somewhere. Yeah, we play Green Bay week 10. It's in at, it's at Lambeau. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's at Lambeau, even so. at week five. We win them. Even at L.A., dude, if we can beat L.A. and win our first two. I mean, if we just, just go off, dude. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about having a perfect season? Oh, well. I mean, the odds are not very good. I, I, but right. God dang, dude. I mean, Dak Prescott, he claims he's in the best shape of his life. Everybody's on page. Hey, Tommy. I appreciate you Dude, so much, I man. Know. I appreciate you so for calling games. in so much, man. <laughs> That's your time, man. I'm I'm going to stick hard for the time. But I appreciate you for calling in. Yeah, we're going all the way, but I think there's a loss somewhere in there. I'm going to let my guy Sam get in, man. Sam, you're live. Hey, Lord, how you doing? Man, I'm well, man. I can't complain. Good, good. So I'll go quick to be the time thing. Actually, I don't believe I'm doing this, but I got to defend Dalton Schultz a little bit. I feel like he gets, mm-hmm. he, he gets kind of picked on. Like, yeah. I, if you think about it like this, if it was so easy to do what he was doing. Like Sean Keelan or Jeremy Sprinkle, where some of the other guys would be doing it. And you know that, you know, even Jones himself wouldn't have franchise tagged her and guaranteed all that money if he was that. Uh, I, I get what people are saying. He's not like explosive explosive like Kelsey and he's not like a blocker like Kittle but like I think he's like above average you know what I mean so like I think people like I'm not going to say he's like a top three tight end I think that's a little much but I feel though people are just like dumping on him and then like, he probably takes a little too much with the blocking of people too. But, let me ask you this, Sam. You know what I mean? like, uh, Sam, let me ask you this. Huh? It, like I said, and uh, it's not his fault, right? It's not his fault for what's going on. This is the Jones family uh, tactic on the way they handled uh, Dalton Schultz situation. But yeah. in the last two years, of course, his stats doesn't say that he's average. Yeah, according to his stats, it doesn't say that he's average, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I agree. I think he's like a top, like a borderline, a fringe top 10 tight end. So, like, he doesn't get paid now. I think the only thing is that, like, people, when they're saying, like, he don't deserve, you know, 14, whatever have you, like, they're just not, they're doing the same thing that we did with Coop, where they look at the, con- the contract price now, but they're not really factoring, factoring in inflation where, you know, that $20 million last year's time seemed exorbitant, but, you know, once you factor in what's going to happen with the tight end market when the, not, the next crop of people come up, that, you know, paying, um, paying uh, Schultz 14 may not seem that bad when Kelsey gets 20, Kettle gets 30 or whatever. Yeah, appreciate you, Sam. I'm, I'm going to break that down offline, but I appreciate you. Well, off the call. Appreciate you, Sam. No problem. Thank you. Good call from Sam. All right, so so here here's the situation here. Um, <clears throat> when, when people say he's not worth the fourteen million, 
uh, or, or I don't believe in calling players trash, by the way. That's not my angle here. I, I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that Dalton Schultz is elite. I think that he's hovering around above average. Uh, and, and when you look at his skill set and what he brings to the table, one can argue any quarterback can uh, throw the ball to Dalton Schultz that's in the middle of the field or run the routes that he ran because of what the attention was given to him. Very little. Here's my stance on this. The Cowboys took the ability to see the true market rate or the market value of Schultz away by slapping the franchise tag because the franchise tag don't establish realism. It's set by emotions. It's set by your interpretations of what he is. Now, I'm not saying that he, he should be valued higher than $10 million or under. We don't know because the market didn't decide. A man, emotions decided that you will slap the franchise tag. And by you slapping the emotions tag to it, right, it got sentimental values to it. Just like some people that have certain, certain things in their house, they got sentimental values to it. Man, my, my uncle gave me that watch, you know, or my granddaddy gave me that particular uh, comb or brush. This is a, a, a item that I can't put value to, but if I would put value to it, it would be this amount of money. But on the open market, it don't mean a hill of beans. It's your sentimental values that you have, right? I digress. 734, you live. Hey, what's going on, Law? How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing great, man. I can't complain. Man, uh, I just wanted to give some thoughts. My thoughts on the uh, Dawson Schultz thing, man, if you don't mind. Right? No, no, no. Go ahead, go, go ahead with it. Go ahead with it. Man, okay. They just paid Dak Prescott, uh, what, close to $40 million, you know, to be the franchise quarterback for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. And you got a, a tight end, Dawson Schultz, that he works well with, that right. he feels comfortable with. Just like you was just saying, it's all about how valuable that thing is to you. He's valuable to Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott yeah. likes him. Right. He makes Dak Prescott comfortable. Mm-hmm. You just lock Dak Prescott up, so why not lock the guy up who he feels comfortable with and who's going to help him be better? Let, let me let me play I, devil's I advocate to you. Uh, Coach Barr, we, we was just having a conversation. Dak Prescott also like Lyle Collins. Why is he still not on this team? If that the case, if we, if we doing things for likes, not necessarily for likes, but it just this is the guy Dak feels comfortable with. When when when, when Dak's under pressure, and it's like his safety blanket, blanket, like how Witten was with Romo. Right. And I'm like, why do you take that away and potentially bring a guy in? that you don't know he's going to have that same chemistry with. Now Dak's unsure about where to go with the ball in a third and five or a third and six situation. You get what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, the tight end will always be the quarterback best friend, right? Jay Novacek was just as valuable as Michael Irvin and Emmitt. 
but he wasn't as valuable as Michael Irvin and Emmett, right? So the Cowboys right. got to go through that process of saying, okay, do we do things to appease the quarterback or do we do things to appease this team? This team got to be the number one focal, focal point, not the players' wishes and wants or what have you. Now, granted, I do get what you're saying, but unfortunately – that's just the way the business should go. That's true, man. I mm-hmm. I get what you're saying, man. I'm just the only thing I think about it, man, is like, man, a bird, like they, the old folks used to say, a bird in hand is worth ten in the bushes, and you don't know if you're gonna be able to replace that guy. Yo. So just tread Yo. lightly. <laughs> yeah, tread light. But but before I let you go, this is my stance. Somebody asked Law, would you pay Dalton Schultz? Well. <laughs> I would let him test the open market, right? If I didn't believe in him, right? If I didn't believe in him, I let him test the open market and see what his value is, right? And then if he come back and no one else was willing to pay him to reset the market because that's exactly what's going on right about now, I don't think that they're going back and forth over 12 to $13 million. This got to be a deal that's north of what uh, Travis Kelsey is getting. So then I will recount and say, okay, this is what I want you for. Now, if the Cowboys were wise and if they really if they really love him, if they really like him, they would never allow him to see the open market. They would approach him before the end of last year. They would approach him midway through the season and said, okay, I'm ready to I'm willing to lock you up for a long term contract. Look, for example, and I'm gonna say this one too. For example, you got a, you got a nice car, fam. You got a new car. Yeah. Do you park? Do you got a garage? Uh, yep. <laughs> do you do, do you keep your new car parked inside the garage or do you keep it outside so people can touch it and scrape it? <laughs> so you go, you going to protect you protecting what you covet, right? So the Cowboys don't really protect what they covet. They allow their car to be parked outside when they got a three-car garage, you know. So that's what they did with shows. They don't really like it that much. No doubt, man. Well, appreciate it, man. Keep doing what you're doing, Law. Appreciate you, man. Salute, bro. That's a good call for him. So I hope that you guys get my analogy. I hope you guys get my concept of what the franchise tag is. You know, uh, basically, it's it's a payday loan. It's one of those places where it's a title loan place, right? Most majority of the successful teams don't even look at franchise tags, right? Just like you can't find a payday loan place, title loan place in a prominent area of the neighborhoods, right? You can't find it there. This franchise business is places where teams go that don't know how to handle their assets, don't know how to handle their money. And that is the reality of it. You know, somebody said they got four cars with no, four cars with no garage. <laughs> Need to reevaluate your uh your situation there but i feel you though fam uh uh, brian i know you're just joking but but appreciate you man uh but even if you don't here's another thing before i hit play on the audio even if you don't have a garage you will still cover those cars especially if they valuable so that the sun won't damage them etc so uh let's go to it's somewhere right around here yeah let's listen to these fools again 
And I do believe they have a, a, a roster that's better because I don't believe the Cowboys got better in free agency. I don't believe they got better in the draft. No, that's good old Shay Sharp. I forgot I got a super chat from Coach Marv. Let me see if I can find. He says, Law, I hate the Eagles. Their roster is not that good. But Shannon Sharp was wrong about having a good QB over a good roster. He won, he won with Trent Delfer. And Coach Marv, he did won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilford. And I think he won one with Elway, too. So, so Duchesne Sharp got three three Super Bowl rings or just two? Because I do know he was on the Elway's team, right? So, he do have three. He should have three, right? But but neither here nor there. I, I see exactly what you're coming from. I, I think that uh, philosophy with coaching plays a lot, too. So, you can have Dan Marino. You can have Dan Marino and still can't win the Super Bowl, right? And that roster, now people will say and argue and say that that roster was terrible. Yeah, some people said, okay, uh, Shelton says three rings. Appreciate you, Cowboys Sports Report by Charles and Charles says three as well. Appreciate you. So I think that it's a collective. You need, look, in order for a team to win a game, you need to win, you, you need to, on a consistent level, you got to win phases of your football game. If your special team is trash, you can lose a good game, even if you have an elite defense, even if you have an elite offense. If your offense is good and your, spe- and your special team is, 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 is pretty much great, but your defense is terrible, you can lose, right? So all of this stuff boils down or boils up to do you have the coaches? The Eagles got better in free agency with the pieces that they already had. So for me, it's still a two because of the quarterback position. The inability to to consistently and accurately throw the football is something that Jalen Hurts has doesn't possess quite yet. Not to say that he won't, but if you look at it, he got replaced. Think about the talent that he had in Alabama. He had four (laughs) guys that got drafted in the first round. He had running backs that got drafted. He had an offensive line. Go back and look at the offensive linemen that blocked for Jalen Hurts. They were all in the uh, first or second round draft picks, every single one of them. And he got replaced. Mm. Why? Because he had accuracy issues. Mm. And you look at his numbers, Jalen Hurts was 19th in QBR. Skip. And you say, he was behind Tua. You got little to no respect for Tua. He was behind Kirk Cousins, first cousin. You got no respect for him. He was behind Jimmy G. He was mm. behind walking to him. Let that sink in for a second. His <laughs> QBR was behind guys that Skip Bayless have little to no respect for. He went 0-6 against playoff teams last year. And his QBR in those games, 55, slightly above average. A 10, that's way below average, 50, 0 to 100. That's how they measure QBR. 39, 46, 49, and 20. He had one game in which he was above average in QBR against playoff teams, but he went 0-6 in those ball games. <clears throat> His ability to throw the football down the field. 26 in completion percentage. The only three guys he was ahead of last year in completion percentage, mm. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and the three rookies. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, what's been floating around in the Eagles community that was brought to me 
and they said, Law, you got to talk about this because uh, I've seen some people say, well, the Eagles are delusional, you know, uh, and these sorts of things. And they, they they love to say that the Cowboys are delusional. Shout out to you too, Gaming, uh, for reporting those bots, man. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, and this is the thing. I know that this show is all for ratings or what have you, but but it's good to talk about this because this is the communication line. Uh, that everybody pretty much spit through as it relates to fi- Cowboys content and falsehood or what have you, and and their videos does a lot of tractions, right? So I get a lot of people that hit me up with this. But there are a sector of people to say that Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts the same person. And let me show you guys what they hit me up with. I appreciate you guys so much. They hit me up with this right here, and let me kind of make it cuter if possible. All right, let me go right here. We we building the plane while it's in the air, and we build this edit right here. We're going to slide that up. So they would literally say in the first 20 career starts or what have you, passing yards, Hurts got more than Jackson, 4,205, right? And passer, touchdown to interception, 22 to 13. And the MVP, Lamar, got 33 and 9, right? Rushing yards, uh, 1,138 for Jalen Hurts. And then they began to argue with this right here, too, that the fact that even uh, when you start talking about rushing yards for uh, the Ravens quarterback, you can literally see that he had 1,500 yards but the passer rating, uh, I, I think that these guys are passing quarterbacks, right? They are not just running quarterbacks, right? You just don't run the ball as a quarterback. You got to pass the ball. That's a better way to say it. That 84.7 passer rating is so far off from 100.9, right? In this game, you got to pass the ball. Let me repeat. In this game, you got to pass the ball. And if your passer rating is 84.7, there's a lot of factors that can go into place. The decisions of the ball, the accuracy of the ball, the completions of the ball, the uh, where to to put the ball, the ball placements and things like that. To counter this, Dak Prescott passer rating is 104.9. No, it's 104.6, I meant to say. So those are different worlds of types of quarterbacks when you contextualize all of those things. But there's also a, a level of of people will always look at that stat to elevate this stat to say, well, that guy is better. Huh, I digress. Of qualifying throwers. Mm. I don't care nothing about that roster. Mm. If that guy is pulling the trigger, sorry for the sorry for the uh, the reference. No. The guy that's throwing the football, uh-uh. if he's not consistently consistent and accurate, I don't, I don't care. You could have. You can't even say for that guy who's pulling the trigger now. This world is so crazy now. But let's go. Jerry Rice. You could have Rob Gronkowski. You can put whoever you want. Put Randy Moss on the other side. Whoever you want. Mm. You better give him somebody that can throw that football accurately and consistently. Mm. 
I will open my remarks by quoting Pro Football Focus's capsule on the Eagles. Jalen Hurts showed real signs of progress in his second season out of Oklahoma last year as he finished the season ranked 14th of the 32 qualifying quarterbacks in overall Pro Football Focus grade. 14th of 32 is real progress. He did not play well against Tom Brady and company at Tampa in the playoff game. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? They did make the playoffs with Jalen Hurts at quarterback last year. And I've told you before, he is Tebow-esque. He's a better thrower (laughs) overall than Tim Tebow ever thought about being. He has Tebow-esque intangibles of leadership, gamesmanship, just flat-out balling playmaking. He is the leader that Carson Wentz only dreamt about being when he was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles, or maybe that they dreamed about him being for the Eagles. Right. So in the end, he is the man in this franchise. He is the one they all follow. And when you load up with this much talent around him on both sides of the ball, and I remind you that they just flat out stole Jordan Davis to me and then N'Kobe Dean in the draft, Mm -hmm. they'll plug both of them in and they will be starters and playmakers yeah, for that I, defense. I love Hargrove, the D tackle that they oh, got. They God. still have Fletcher Cox, who's on the limit. Hassan Reddick yeah. can get got, after the pass. Darius led the second okay. secondary. They did, and, and Bradbury they signed yeah. from the Giants. Don't know what he has left, okay. but we'll find know, out. But he was a pro bowler just two years ago, mm-hmm. right? And they brought back Derek Barnett, and they brought back Fletcher Cox, and they brought back Boston Scott, and it's a loaded rock. I get it why they're ranked seventh overall. Yes, yes. So back to Jen's question. Threat scale one to ten. I, I've got them at a nine. They scare me to you death. You should go do a ten. I respect <laughs> Jalen Hurts, and I remind you, once he got pushed out the back door at Alabama, he wound up with old stinking Lincoln Riley at the University of Oklahoma. <laughs> and guess what happened? He had only one receiver. They didn't have anything else but C.D. Lamb. And what did he do? He finished second in the Heisman. They don't play no defense in the Big 12. You know they don't play no defense in the Big 12, Skip. Everybody be throwing the ball all over the place. That's why you see five and six and 700, 800-yard passing games in that that conference. Mm. But in the SEC, where them dogs, where them boy dogs reside, how did he do? Mm. (laughs) Throwing the football. Okay, so Miles Sanders gets a little carried away, and he says it feels like we're on an all-star team. But I get where he's going. You remember last time the guy said that? You You remember that time, right? I get him hey, We all start to eat, right? Well, How'd that work out for Okay, but that was different. That was all free agent signings where it was like a collection, and I didn't like any of them. To tell Jalen you. Hurts. And, and I, I like Tom DeGasmois off the field. We used to have him on first take right. all the time. But I'm like, you gave him that much money? Because I, I just couldn't see it. I, I couldn't see him changing life in Philadelphia. He had a couple of decent years in Oakland, but he wasn't that dude. Right. Right, but I mean, he 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 struck lottery. He might have struck lottery on the field, but off the field, he did. I I I get it. (laughs) I I second your emotion. I second your emotion. But appreciate you, RC twenty three. He says I worry about the Cowboys relying on so many. Well, what I'm saying is that they are known knowns and that they are known unknowns. (laughs) Known unknowns, young guys on this defense. Defensive depth issues at O-line, asking a lot for wide receivers to step up. Any chances they still add some help with free agents? We know that that pool of free agents is very thin now. 
Uh, Sheldon Richardson, I think that uh, he would be pretty good. He had six sacks from the interior last year, five the previous year. Uh, Sue, if you want to get a longer in the tooth guy to help out for the interior. But one thing I can tell you, the defensive side of the corn, we shouldn't feel like we lost so many and we're depending on so many unknowns or far as the youth because on the defensive side of the field, pretty much everybody is coming back outside of Randy Gregory, who he's not even going to be ready for week one for the Denver Broncos, right? And, of course, DeMonte KZ, if we go back and look at most of his film, you will see that he, he gave up a lot of stuff too, right? So as uh, far as that on the uh, offensive side, the Cowboys created their own holes as it relates to that. The Cowboys, they 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 shipped off they shipped off uh, Amari Cooper, and they are in the locker room. They they know more things than we do, and they have a philosophy and a scheme already put into place. Maybe just maybe they are looking at it like we okay without them. Maybe they don't need those eight touchdowns, and that that is still the thing that we have to wait and see. The offensive line play to me personally, to me personally. The only person that we're missing out on this missing out on this offensive line is Connor Williams. So what did he do last year? Fifteen penalties. It's, it was time to cut weight off on that part of it, right? I look at it like now, Terrence still he's going to still be at right tackle. I think that now he play a clear mind a clear decision that it's only going to be him at that right tackle. Zach Martin, the right guard. Um, Tyler Biotis, he didn't give up not a single sack last season at center, right? So that's ground to say, hey, on the latter end, shoot, that's pretty good. And Tyron Smith, that's the only guy that you can say, okay, when will he get hurt? Because it's about to happen. But if you look back at last year, hear me out, the two times that he got hurt minus the C-19, was his own guy rolling up under him, you know? So let's see if the Cowboys can figure this thing out. And I like Tyler Smith. I like his mentality. But I see where you're coming from. It's always... Well, what I'm saying is that there are known knowns and that there are known unknowns. But there's also unknown unknowns. <laughs> Things we don't know that we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, Coach Marr says, uh, Law, sign Barr, build this defense. How many Super Bowls could we win with Dak at QB with an elite defense? <sighs> A lot of people compare Dak Prescott to Russell Wilson, right? And the year that he won the one Super Bowl, Russell Wilson wasn't Russell Wilson. And he won him one Super Bowl. And that was with that elite defense. But they've been there how many times? Two times, right? Two times they've been there with that defense. I think that Dak Prescott with an elite defense can win you more. Those are just my thoughts. But I appreciate you, Coach Marv. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of blowback from that because a lot of people are always going to look at the negative aspect of it and would never see the trees. They would never see the forest because of the tree. That's a better way to say it. 
All right, looking forward to see that dog in the first round draft pick. We got dude look like a bruiser. Yeah. That's exactly what he is. Doing your mom. Appreciate you for the donation. And appreciate you too, Coach Mom, for the donation too. Let me give both of y'all this song. The point was they did get A.J. Brown, who tried to calm down Miles Sanders by saying, hey, we, we got to take it a week at a time here. We could be an all-star team, but we got to go earn being an right. all-star team. And I, I appreciate That's that. That's leadership. Okay. He that gets it. Definitely leadership. But now back to my Dallas Cowboys. Come on, talk about the Cowboys. Yeah. Their losses this offseason are far more notable than their additions. Correct. That's what horrifies me. What they're, horrifies they're still you, man? sort of the core and guts of a decent team left. But, but when I start looking at you lost Randy Gregory to your Denver Broncos, uh, I'm going to let him finish before I slap. I still don't quite understand why that happened, but it. <laughs> like I said, baby. People, people talk like Randy Gregory, and I'm not kicking the man while he's out of here, right? They acting like literally Randy Gregory was a valuable asset to this team. All of the years that he played for this team. Last year was his overall most productive of the time that he's been here. And he still missed a plethora of games. To the degree that Randy Gregory and consistency with this team been just as bad as what people would cry about with Tyron Smith, right? Or people would cry about any other player. That's not able to play. Now, granted, when Grant when Randy Gregory was able to play, he played lights out, right? But if you go back, I encourage you guys to go back and watch the 49ers game for crying out loud, and you will see. You will absolutely see how many bonehead penalties that he cost us. Uh, how many times that he, if he could just do his assignment, do his job. Man, we would have had a pick six. There's so many things. So, so lean forward just a little bit. <laughs> but shout out to Randy Gregory and his dad, man. <laughs> Did. You lost Amari Cooper. I do understand why that happened. You lost Keanu Neal. You lost Cedric Wilson. You lost Lyle Collins. You lost Kazee. You even lost Greg Zerline. Our kicker is... Wait a minute. You're talking about Greg Zerline. He literally now I'm not finna kick the man too while he's out of here, but I, I I got to patch this up too. Keanu, look, let me just pull up Neil stuff right quick, man. And, and, and granted, I, I know that there's a, a, and we'll see him week one, right? We'll see Neil week one, and he he may come down and make a, a few hits. He had 50 solo tackles, 15 assists. Right, but where his ba- his major issues, those thirteen missed tackles as it relates to him trying to come down and field and play that linebacker role. Look at the run defense, twenty eight point one, twenty eight point one. He was getting ran over, you know. And, and and I'm not trying to use 
because this is the short way. I just don't want to comb through all of the tape to show you guys because it, it's, it's very eye-burning to pull up all of Neil's tape. But trust me, I watched majority of his snaps. And the dude was getting walked through, washed out. I mean, when they got to his level, there was, there was no – there was no getting off, no disengaging, right? He get caught up, get squeezed inside, washed out on many plays, slow to redirect, slow to get to his point on the field, and it shows. It absolutely shows. Coverage grade, 49.9. Run defense, 28.1. Who, are, who do you really think that the Cowboys should keep? Over him, you know, like, 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 let's say, well, we're going to keep Neil and get rid of J. Ron Curse or something like that. It, it, it don't make sense. Let's listen to this guy. Now, Jonathan Garibay, undrafted out of Texas Tech, a raw rookie who did make 15 of 16 field goals last year for Texas Tech with a long of 62 at Lubbock. I, I, I bet the wind was blowing 75 <laughs> miles an hour, right? Yeah. Out there in West Texas. Okay, so my point is. <laughs> my guy says, David says, David says, and watch Keanu Neal balls out against us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just say, if he's out there on the field, run at him. <laughs> run at him. Nah, but he's going back to safety, though. I, I truly believe everything we did a very decent job on this defense minus stopping the run. Minus stopping the run. I, I think that we did a good job in covering. I think we did a great job on third down. Defense was pretty good. Turnovers, we all know that storyline. Uh we just didn't stop the run to the efficient level that we should have. All right, let's go. We even have an untested field goal kicker, and you know four or five games are going to come, come down yep. to his magic foot, yep. right? Okay, so they kept Dorrance Armstrong and J. Ron Curse, and then they added Dante Fowler and James Washington. Washington. <sighs> really? Okay. This is the same, look, this is the same conversation people had about when we acquired Randall Cobb. They said that he was washed up. If if Aaron Rodgers can't do anything with him, what you think little Dak Prescott is going to do with Kobe? Not Kobe, but with uh, Randall Cobb. And Randall Cobb literally had his best season in a long time. You know, let me pull it up. What year was it? Cowboy Nation was it 2019 or something like that? And let me see if I can pull up Randall Cobb. Let me see what he did last season i guarantee you it wasn't to the level of what he did with us right he had uh 28 reception 375 yards okay for 2020 oh 38 reception 441 yards let me know when it's with the cowboys and our hush oh 55 receptions 828 yards that is when he played with the cowboys Oh, what he did the year before, 38 reception, 382. That's with him with Aaron Rodgers. And then that's when 2017, 66 receptions, 653 yards. That's with Aaron Rodgers. 60 receptions, 610. That's with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, let's go all the way back. This has to be the year. Okay, so he had his best season. You have to go all the way back to 2015 to get the levels of production of what we got out of Randall Cobb, his one year with Dak Prescott in 2019. Let that sink in. This dude, 
it will be a miracle for him to get back to 2019 or the 2015 play, by the way. But neither here nor there. Shout out to Randall Cobb. Met the man, real nice guy, and, um, and, and he got a big heart. Let's listen. Well, you know, and I know you, you draft Tyler Smith and maybe he'll plug right in there at left guard. Maybe he'll be better than Mel Kuyper thought that he was going right. to be right. Uh, maybe that Jalen Tolbert, who says he's going to help change the culture coming out of South yeah. Alabama. Maybe he will help change the culture, but he's going to have to contribute early on because Michael Gallup's going to be gone for X number of games right. as he comes off his ACL. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. OK, so now it's down to my quarterback with six pack abs. I loved what I see, but as, as you say, <laughs> that matters not. It, it just matters not because Tom Brady's had the, got no abs. He's got no abs. He, he might have a few now. I don't know. But the point is, can my quarterback take it up a level from last year when he made $75 million and, and just crumbled down the stretch right. of the season? I, I hope so. Can, will Zeke on a, a do-or-die year, actually, where, where you're, you're on your last hurrah, actually? Yeah, because yeah, he has no more guaranteed okay. money, no right. money that's due to him. Skip, I don't think you and I are disagreeing that we think the roster, Eagles roster, is better than the Cowboys. It just is. You and, would, and I give you quarterback, but, man, it, it, it's like the margin was going like this all year long. Dak was way up here to start with. And In the opening. Shay Sharp said that the Cleveland Brown had a real good roster every year. And hear me out before you guys get to talking. If you pick up the Cleveland Brown team, just 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 follow me. Pick up everybody on that team minus the quarterback. And insert said team over here to the Cowboys land, they would say that that would be the Super Bowl roster. Grant Delpet, Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett. I forgot the other, uh, 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 what's that? What's that uh, linebacker from uh, Notre Dame? They had Jarvis Landry, the Odell Beckham, and Joku. That offensive line, one can argue that that offensive line was pretty good. Literally, they would say that that would be the best roster in the NFC East with Dak Prescott. Let me know if I'm lying. Like, let's be real. Let, let, let's say if, if you just pick up the whole entire roster and put it on the Cowboys, and, and and let's say if we play that season out, people would say the Cowboys would have the best roster, right? With that, technically, with Miles Garrett and all of those boys on that line, and and, and they they did also had Jadavion Clowney. Is, is their roster collectively would be better than the Eagles with the Cleveland Brown roster? Would that roster be better than the? Um, the Eagles roster. And before you guys say anything, shoo. That Miles Garrett, he ain't know where to sneeze at. Right? <laughs> so there's how the roster situation goes. You still got to lot them up, lace them up. Last I checked, Hassan Reddick, we played against him last year. 
and he's still looking to see how he can stop Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, right? I mean, we ran right through him like diarrhea. You know what I'm saying? And I know that he played for a different team, but dog it, he's still the opposition now. Oh, last I checked, we played when Slay was on that team last year. And we still running on Slay. I don't think Slay know how to tackle. Do you have me to go back to week, was it week three? Right? Oh, did we play against Baker too, the, the other DB that they got? So now you combine forces, oh, all of a sudden they're supposed to get better. Hmm. <laughs> it's still going to be some. Then Jalen Hurts started getting a little better and a little it's better and a little better, and all of a sudden it gets to be about right there. Right there, right there. And, and, and then, <laughs> then the Eagles make the playoffs. You, you, the, the, you don't think that created momentum in that franchise? You've been out on that ever since the Thanksgiving Day game. Ugh. <laughs> the 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 uh, Kansas City game. Oh Lord. You really you really was out on deck. Those two games. There were a couple of others. How about your Broncos? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So thirty there, to nothing going to the fourth quarter. How the, could you do that? There were three games in which you like you kind of soured on that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you like okay, I don't know if Jay Skip. No, the the gap is still fairly large between Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. Okay. So look, in the end, they put up phenomenal offensive numbers last year. And they actually they they led the league in, 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 in well they also on the I'm doing the flip side yeah. they they led the league in takeaways <laughs> yes. last year yes. so their plus minus their turnover ratio was tied for the top so in other words to make a long story short when you when you possess that kind of offense and you take the ball away you should have been better than what you actually like, were way better and that's why for a while I'm saying Super Bowl here we come <laughs> but, but in the end all it's of a sudden I say Eagles win. here they come no huh two. Yes. So so on a scale of one to ten, Shay Sharp give the Eagles a two and um Skip Bates give him a nine. Uh I wanna know uh for you guys on a scale of one to ten, the Eagles. What do you guys have? As far as the threat to the Cowboys. Is it a one, a two, a three, a four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? Ten being the highest. Gerard right in the middle. Lacey right at one. Weavers right at seven. Army Mom is right at four. Uh, Cal is right at five. Fernando like one hundred. You know, uh, appreciate you. Uh, three. I don't see. Okay, so most of you guys right in the middle, basically, right? You know, you're not looking at it like you. They closed, like far as the gap aspect. I said this and I say it again. If they had a prominent defensive coordinator, maybe you know that can get things going for them. Maybe that would be a situation and scenario. Teams do improve, uh, in a in a year stance. I'm not saying that they can't, right? Gathering the gathering of players doesn't mean that you're going to have a dominant team. I just gave the example about what Shea Sharp said about the Browns, right? So uh, Cowboy Sports Report by Charles in Charge says a two. I feel you. No threat at all. I feel you, Thomas. That's how I'm looking at it. No threat at all, man, you know, because, you know, you always have. The answer, I talk stuff. I thought we had it. 
But it goes to show you who's the better team. And I'm sticking Cowboys. You're crying. I'm hurt. I love my Eagles. I don't believe it. You gonna flap the hat one more time for the Eagles for the hard fight they did? Let's go, birds fly, Eagles fly, still Super Bowl champion. <laughs> Hey man, I'll play that to my to my beard turn gray, baby. I really appreciate you guys so much for jumping in for this episode. Thank those who called. I really thank those who donated. I appreciate that. Uh, thank those who uh, subscribe to this channel. Uh, one way or another, we always gonna try to go live at least once a day or if not, give you some type of content. So it's always good to hit that notification bell. Right. There's no rhyme or reason when I do go go live uh, tomorrow. Uh, me, uh, Rome, Mr. Rome, and as well as Cowboys fans only, uh, Jay Tuck, we're going to try to uh, do another trifecta podcast or the triplet podcast on tomorrow. And it may be later because of my guy, Jay Tuck, he, he got business things that he got to take care of. So it may be a late, late night uh, it's not going to be the late night hype, but it'll be a late night show. Uh, the three of us uh, tomorrow, uh, Cowboy Nation, and we will be talking about anything and everything that's factoring around the Cowboys. Facts, law, remember, then the Washington Reds had Bruce Smith, Mark Carrier, Prime, and was only at 500, right? And, and, and especially, put it like this. This is where I see the Eagles. It's going to be the Cowboys, number one in this division. Washington Commodes, oh, I'm sorry, Washington Commanders going to finish out number two. And the Eagles going to finish out in third place. I, I truly see it right now. And the, and the Giants, it's going to be a, a strong battle between the Giants and the Eagles. Watch. And uh, y'all going to come back. Y'all going to be like, man, you know what? Law, he crazy. But, man, that dude was right about that, man. Don't watch it in commodes, man. They in second place in the, in the, in the doggone Cowboys finish out back-to-back division champs. Watch. Watch. <laughs> it, 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 this will happen. It is July the 5th, the day after July the 4th. I want you guys to mark it down, place it somewhere, and, and, and j just repeat it. Just repeat it, you know, <laughs> to the four corners of the world. And everybody going to be like, yeah, because last year they called me crazy until it happened, right? Yeah, that's what they do. You know, that's what people do. And I tell people all the time, there's one thing a man should always do, mainly to himself be true. Never allow someone to change your point of view unless what they bring makes sense to you. Never judge a man by sight alone, nor by the height he has grown. And when speaking, keep it at a moderate tone because raised voices turns hearts into stone. You see in the beginning, it was all of those people saying, fly eagles fly. But in the end, we all know, it turned around to cry eagles cry, to the land of no victory. That's that right, Fernando, I see you in there, man. Shout out to you, though, man. Fernando! The morals of life live, love, and respect for another. But then there are those who will try to be smart 
They would take a decent man to try to alter his heart until they seek to rip him apart. But those man, no man, or no friend, or no fans, says say to themselves that that's my friend because they bend lies around the trope until it meets their end. The battle is a long one. The war is far from being over. Ain't that right, Fernando? And they're right, Norma. Davis, this is far from being over. Out of the nights that cover me black, it's a pit from pole to pole. I thank God for my unconquerable soul, right? That type of language that I'm spitting to you guys. But you got to keep your head high. Continue to grind. If you got clean hands over here, if your fingernails are clay, Get away from me. I'm looking for some grinders. I'm looking for some maulers over here. Some ballers, baby. I'm looking for somebody that's willing to get it out of the mud. Sweating so much that they are sweating, sweating. Ain't that right, Philadelphia? He says, law. Been crying since 1995, right? But we know who the real ones here, because we are not folk. Because of our record. Simmons says, Law Nation, keep up the good work. My God, appreciate you for the donation. You know, here's the thing. Some people roll with their team only because they're winning. Some people ride with their team only because they are in the spotlight. But y'all know that we are right here because of the meditations of our heart. We bleed silver and blue. Right? And it pumps out with passion. It pumps out with passion and pain. We stuck in this game. Holler my name. Right? So it, it, it could be, how about them cowboys? And it could have been since 75, since 65 or 85, or 2005, it don't matter. We're gonna keep it live, we still rooting for our team. And yeah, we do have some blind optimism, blind faith, but we're not folding up like a wallet or a lawn chair. Because as I pause this, for my guy, for my guy, Philadelphia, maybe this is him in his video. Maybe we do need to say this to him. You know? Let's pause it right quick. Got some more breaking news. He want to re-talk yeah, about sir. it. <laughs> I talked stuff. I thought we had it. But it goes to show you who's a better team. And I'm sticking Cowboys. You're, you're crying. I'm hurt. <laughs> I love my Eagles. I don't believe it. You going to flap the hat one more time for the Eagles for the hard fight they did? <laughs> Let's go birds fly, eagles fly, still Super Bowl chance for now. <laughs> it's a doggone shame what they did to that eagle. God dog boy. Now, so the cocaine's happening. When does that crack come into play? 
for you. The two teams, in my opinion, with the greatest rivalry as far as this city is concerned, took the field. And the team from this city, they didn't even show up. We got out coached. We got out physical. We got out manned. We got out wanted to. We got out aggressive. You, you name it. Any adjective that you can come up with, the Dallas Cowboys outdid us in that area. Because if there's two games that you get up for, you get up for the damn Dallas Cowboys. The two we teams in my opinion. We answered. I talked stuff. I thought we had it. I ain't going to show you. Back to the. <laughs> yeah, so kill a deaf you. We want you to keep that same energy. <laughs> but I do trust your reporters more than you. I think that they got a closer connection to their team. So I'm going to listen to what they said. They tried to answer. But the Cowboys are just a better team. That's not from your mouth. That's from their mouths, right? I think they got a little bit more pulse of the communication line to your Eagles. But as your father talked to you today, I hope you learned one valuable piece of information. <laughs> Don't deal with greatness if you're not ready to get hit in the face with the truth. That is the realism of it all. But I appreciate you for reminding us that it's been since 1995 and you're still using your neck muscles to look up to us because you haven't closed the gap in that category. <laughs> but that's been my time. It's all love, man. I, I love you, man. <laughs> I'm your dad. You know, I love you, son. I'm still waiting on my Father's Day gift, man. I really appreciate you, though. <laughs> Let's go, Cowboy Nation. That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> Come on. Appreciate all of you all for watching. Yeah. Nowadays, nothing really is Come on. Only one of me and nobody's like me. Phone ringing and I tell him it's ice. I got wifey on bling and she freeze. Freeze. Photo. Photo. Please. Please. No photos. Execute no order no, no, 66. No Hit the door and the dome and just whole team here. Money so still young, but I move like a veteran. New deal to my lawyer. If you're down in my management, I'm just warming up a way to lie. Open this and start a little my baggy life. Talk of the time where you're talking up. Wanna get you a ring and you tough enough. Wanna get you new things with your pockets dull. Run it up. I used to be quiet and out of luck. Now I move up and move humble cuz. That hate and the jealousy. My mama telling me count up your blessings and run it up. Nowadays, nothing really is. Nice. Come on. 
Now you're all on live acting surprised, but you was fooled. Boy, get out the way, it's been a day. Now you're old news. Now you got Let's the slow it down day. just a little bit. I really appreciate all you guys really jumping in. If you're if you're watching all the way to this point and you have not subscribed nor shared this content or joining the notification or even hit the like button. Shame. Bro Todd, I see you, Dave. Shame. Shame. Let's slow it down just a little bit, man. Let's get on up out of here. Yeah. Come on. Cowboy fans are still here. And shout out to all of the real ones. Failure. 
Stay safe, everyone. Appreciate y'all. One love. Shout out to you, Tony. Shout out to you. I love weed as well as normal. Philadelphia, appreciate you. And Christian Thomas, appreciate you. One love. Salute. Until next time, you're right. Wow, wow, wow.